My name is Nate, and this week I'll quote Marcus Aurelius. I thought it would be interesting to change things up this week. I had it in the back of my mind. I, I, I do just the general format of having what you could call a lecture, I guess. I don't, I don't personally like that word. But I thought I would change it up this week by doing something known as a quote talk. So there's many amazing quotes by people from history, by Stoics and uh, philosophers and prophets from history. And so many of these quotes you can use to kind of add guidance to your own life. So I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to put a spotlight on some of these amazing quotes? Now, in the future, the idea is to have a show with multiple quotes. And then I would like to discuss what the quote means to me. But I didn't need multiple quotes for this show. (laughs) Because this quote from Marcus Aurelius, uh, if you don't know who he was, he was a Roman emperor. And he was very well known for being a mindful and uh, caring leader. And he wrote a book called Meditations, which he takes many of the teachings of the Stoics, which uh, I guess he was taught under that umbrella. And he places it into these books of meditations, of thoughts, of ways that he runs his life. Um, My guess was to teach others that's the assumption so he has many amazing quotes from this book and this one kind of encompasses it all so i thought what better to than this quote to focus the first quote talk on so i'm going to talk about meaning but please note these are my personal views of the world and uh, the words what they mean to me in my life that's how i see them You might hear these quotes and think differently. Um, My goal in this episode is to share how these quotes work for me, how they improve my life, and maybe through that um, I can hopefully provide maybe not a deeper understanding, but a different view that you might not have thought about before, and it gives you something. So that's my goal with this. But just remember, these are my personal views on the words, and you can take them however you might. So let's start with the quote. In your actions, don't procrastinate. In your conversations, don't confuse. In your thoughts, don't wander. In your soul, don't be passive or aggressive. And in your life, don't be all about business. Wonderful. Amazing quote. Covers every aspect that you might come across in life. So how I'll format this is I'll go over each of the lines and give my feelings upon them, starting with the very first line. So I'll repeat the first line. In your actions, don't procrastinate. Now, I have always been a procrastinator in life. I This is my confession to you guys. Uh, coming across like doing this podcast and getting it started uh, took me a little while. So I am not the most motivated person. 
maybe it just comes from naturally being laid back. I don't know. No idea. But as I was able to find my passions in life, the things that would get me excited in the morning, uh, that did change for me. And I found procrastination uh, was lowered in many aspects of my life, but it still kind of remains. I don't know. I guess the the quote you might say is maybe I have a bit of the lazy gene. I just, I'm very, uh, very laid back in things and maybe that leads to procrastination. So one of the teachings that worked well for me, um, now Marcus Aurelius, this wasn't his teaching. He just says, don't procrastinate means, you know, work. But one of the teachings that helped me to see procrastination in a new way was the idea that you don't have to do everything at once. So you can use time to your advantage because procrastination is dangerous in the sense that if you don't do anything one day that you get into this comfort of not doing what you think will lead to a better life and then days will pass and you'll realize, well, I haven't done anything. So nothing has changed and you might get upset at that. So the idea of knowing that time will work for you is the idea of planting the seeds so that um, you can do a little bit in that moment. The, the, the tiniest amount of work towards what you're dreaming of and what your passion might be can then grow into something bigger. So by just doing that tiny little bit at the beginning, that you then create a momentum, kind of like, uh, you know, an avalanche with a snowball falling down a hill eventually turns into a massive uh, boulder that's coming towards you of snow and ice. Uh, that's the momentum, and it's probably not a good analogy, but that's the momentum you can create with the smallest amount of work. Our minds immediately think that you have to do it all at once, that you need to be at that final location right from the beginning, and this isn't the truth. This isn't the truth at all, that the smallest amounts can lead to the greatest results. And even if you're procrastinating in the morning that you're dreading to do any type of work, just take that task that you're dreading and try and break it down. So if you're dreading something, it's a specific task, you can ask yourself, well, what's the very first step of that task? So you're not actually completing the entire task, which is what's causing you the dread but instead you're focusing on that one little bit at the beginning and that has helped me quite a bit because there are days where I feel extremely productive and then there's days that I have very low energy and I'm not as productive so by knowing that the smallest amount of work can be done as long as I'm doing it I'll feel content with that so that in my lower energy days which can be a day, can be a week, can even be a month, uh, that I know that something is getting done towards it and that eventually I'll get to the spot that I want to be. So in the same moment that you're doing these small amounts, just remember that you're also going with the flow. So you can relax, knowing that even if you're doing the smallest amount and even if it's not the most perfect result that you, in your mind, for some reason expected, that it was something, that you did something, that you learned something, that that knowledge will take you into the next day and that you can build upon it. So there's that snowball effect again. So um, the idea behind procrastination isn't just do the work and get it done. 
it's seeing it in a way to note that anything you do towards something that is your dream is worth the time. In your conversations, don't confuse. Now, this uh, leads into, for me personally, a huge pet peeve of mine. I don't know if you share this one with me, but um, uh, the idea of talking clearly as a teacher. So this doesn't just not just like teachers standing in front of a classroom. These are even writers, like people who write books and write articles on the Internet. And my biggest pet peeve is when writers, um, it's not always showing off. But let's just say it's uh, using uh, large and rare words. We'll go with that. So when they use a lot of large and rare words, or you have a scientific book that isn't written in more layman's terms, yet is advertised to the general public, it is not like a, um, a specific document that should, like if a doctor writes a document, that it should only be read by other medical doctors. That's not the case. In that case, you know, use your technical words to save the space. But when you're writing a book that's going to be released into the general public, uh, for me, this is a huge pet peeve, is when they use a lot of those words. And, you know, like I, I'm decent with the English language. Hopefully that comes across in the podcasts I do, but I'm not a wordsmith. I'm not perfect. And in my previous life, I was in a technical field and I always used layman's terms when talking to people. In fact, it got to the point where I didn't really understand some of the technical terms. So it might've made me look dumb in a way, but that was totally fine because my focus was on the people I was supporting. So that's how I uh, pushed it. So in the quote, it is, in your conversations, don't confuse. This for me centers around the idea of being a clear and understood teacher. So the idea of writing in layman's terms so that it could be understood by the most amount of people should be the focus of teachers and of writers and of journalists and on and on and on. So that's what that means for me. But there's another thought to it as well. So not just that, but also the idea of being um, not confused yourself. So when we talk to others, sometimes we'll introduce white lies into the conversation for whatever reason. You're trying to spare somebody's feelings or you're trying to like uh, make yourself uh, feel better about it by not being honest. Uh, an example of this uh, for me personally, this is something that uh, I, I, I'm not good with large crowds. I don't like being at parties and stuff. They make me a little bit uh, anxious. So to keep my calm, I do tend to stay away from them instead of diving into it and trying to change how I feel. I accept this about myself. So if I'm talking to someone who invites me to a party, I always do my best to be clear and honest about what I'm saying to them. So when they ask you, I want to come to this party, I'll say, uh, no, that I'm not comfortable in those situations. So that honesty is um, set so that there's no confusion, so that they don't think deep down that I just don't want to spend time with them, uh, or that, uh, you know, I hate their party, but that they know it is because of something about myself. So there's another side of it. Uh, the first side is the idea of being clear in what you're teaching as a teacher and a writer. And the other side of it is to be honest about your feelings in conversations with others.
in your thoughts, don't wander. So this comes down to the idea of focus for me. Um, wandering minds is extremely common these days. So when you say in your thoughts don't wander, this could mean a ton of things. So for me personally, when I read it, what comes to my mind first is the idea of being focused on uh, what your passions are, what you're trying to gain mastery in. So the idea that you are focused on your passions in life and what you're put on this planet to do so that any useless knowledge and information and, uh, you know, YouTube videos and articles that, you know, talk about things that are completely useless to what you're bringing to this world and what you want to do should be completely ignored. So for me personally, uh, one of the things that I, I do is I avoid um, news. I avoid uh, newspaper articles. I avoid uh, videos related to politics. I try and stay away from all of that because I'm not a political analyst. I'm not doing podcasts on political thoughts. These are the things that mean nothing to me. If anything, you know, I look at the situation and I am, am a, you know, not worried, but it upsets me to see how people react to certain situations with fear and paranoia and how um, others react to situations with hate and, and treating other people like they're inhuman and not on the same level. Uh, you know, I, I, I acknowledge that this kind of thought exists in our reality, but I have no use for it. You know, it doesn't bring anything into my life that I need. Anything major that I need to know will find its way to me, whether I read those articles or watch those videos or not. So the idea of not letting your thoughts wander for me at first is the idea of not looking at the information that means nothing to you. It brings no joy to your life and it brings no knowledge and information towards your passions in life. So it is best just to avoid that and focus your efforts on the things that are going to um, bring this value to you. So you focus on the things that bring you value towards your passions, but then you're going to say, well, Nate, that's boring. You know, I was like, I'm only going to focus on that one thing that eventually leads me to mastery. But I also want to enjoy things. I want to learn things. I want to, you know, have joy brought into my life. And I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying that um, the idea of value doesn't just come around learning. It doesn't just come around uh, supposed air quotes work. The idea of value comes around things that bring you joy as well. So if you allow your uh, thoughts to come towards things that give you joy, if you watch, you know, cute cat videos on YouTube and that that brings you joy and happiness, then that is part of, you know, the 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 enjoyment of life and, you know, can be included in that idea of what you put your thoughts towards and not allowing it to wander to things that upset you or that are completely useless to you. In your soul, don't be passive or aggressive. Now, there's only one word to describe what you need to do here, and that's, that's the middle. The very middle of passive and aggressive, and the word is assertive. And I have always been a proponent of being assertive. Uh, 
A good example of this is when you're on the road. If you're a driver, you know what I mean, uh, that you can't be aggressive and, you know, yell at people who cut you off and flip them. I'm sure some people do. I've done it in the past myself. Confession time. And you can't be passive because if you need to cut over into another lane and somebody blocks you and, you know, you, you, you got to hit that middle ground. Being assertive in any situation is usually the right move because it's funny how in life the middle ground always seems to be the correct way to go. Like in beliefs, for example, you can have extreme beliefs and very uh, passive beliefs in things like religion, in things like politics. And if you're too far to either one of those sides, it's usually unnatural. This will bring problems into your life. But if you get to the middle, if you get to that spot in the middle where you're um, open in, in the sense of knowledge, it's having an open mind in the sense of driving, it's being open to things that might occur and just accepting them and then figuring out another solution. That's the same with tasks that you do in your life. That middle ground always seems to be the best place to be. So then... Many people would ask the question, well, when should I be assertive? Because I've talked in the past and one of the beliefs I have is that you don't need to apply force to things for it to work out for the best. So that you can take actions with complete calm. You can take actions while you are relaxed and kind of lean back eventually into the mastery that you've gained towards something, but you don't need to force it to move forward. You don't need to go past a position of uh, comfort and um, something that's not going to be motivated by the excitement that comes behind doing your own passions that you don't need to you know, shove something in and like force it forward. So being assertive might seem to be counterintuitive to what I've said before. So the question is, when am I assertive? And really it comes down to any single action that you take in life, that you can place an assertiveness behind it, that you're not passive about it, that you're not overly aggressive about it, that you might create bad karma in your own life or in other people's lives, but that you just kind of like go with the flow. So being assertive and going with the flow do kind of come hand in hand when you think about it, because you are then motivated through excitement to do something, and now you know exactly how to do it. So you're not going to be aggressive where you're pushing yourself into another person's life, but you're just going to do what you love. And the reaction of others is the responsibility of others. How they react to what you're doing is their responsibility that you don't need to force yourself in front of them to make it work. And yes, it might take longer than it would normally take for you to reach a spot that you want to reach. And you might think in the back of your mind, well, if I'm aggressive, like all the business gurus out there teach me to be, that I'll get to it faster. But the question beyond that is, you know, at what cost? By being overly aggressive, you're pushing yourself into a position that for the most part, you're not going to be completely ready for. 
if you allow things to progress naturally, then not only are people then starting to discover what that you're good at and what your passion is in life, but as well, you're discovering the best way to do it at the same time. So the progression is natural. The two worlds come together in a natural way. And this comes from being assertive by taking those feelings that you have of excitement, of messages that are given to you of how to move forward, and you are applying them, you know, being respectful to yourself as a person and being respectful to the space that you're creating for yourself, but you're not pushing beyond that, or you're not pulling back before that by being overly passive, so then that nothing gets done. So the idea is just to be assertive in everything you do. And in turn, you can be relaxed to know that you are taking actions. Going back to the previous uh, quote is, uh, you know, small, large actions, but you are taking actions and then you're allowing the results to flow, flow towards you, flow away from you, flow around you, however they might flow. In your life. Don't be all about business. Now for this, um, this one doesn't, out of all the lines in the quote, this one does not resonate with me very well, but I do understand what it's trying to say. Now for me personally, I try to make everything to be about love. Um, even, even if it's a, from afar, even if it's people that um, I've had problems with in the past, I still try to feel love towards them, love towards situations that I might not enjoy, love towards everything. So when I read that, I don't resonate with it very well, but if I was to convert it into something that would be useful for me, I could say, okay, for me, when you say business, you mean something that is cold, something that is um, set in stone. Um, it is really not the values of life that come into this. So, so when he says that, I know what he means. I, like if you're somebody who works in an office and you work late hours and you don't spend time with your family and your kids, uh, I can see where that's what he's talking about. Don't make life all about business that you focus on other aspects of it, such as family and friends and, you know, yourself, you know, things that you enjoy to do. But then again, that doesn't resonate with me and how I live my life. So I always say it to the point about, um, you know, it, it doesn't need to be about business in the sense that everybody makes it where you have to climb the ladder and you have to, you know, you know, constantly step on others to get higher up in, in your in your business of choice. But that you instead focus on making it about love and respect and uh, kindness towards others. And this can translate well, even into an office environment. I was in an office environment. I'm not anymore. Thankfully, it wasn't really for me. But uh, I was at one point. And I was more passive than I should have been. I should have been more assertive in the way that I, I did business in that time of my life. But I did, even though I wasn't much into this type of learning as much as I am today, but I did naturally present myself with love and respect. So no matter what level the person was in the business, uh, no matter if I, you know, if I was above them as a manager or below them, or as, I treated everybody in the same exact way. 
Uh, it was all about, you know, um, being in the moment, uh, respecting the other as an individual and, and their knowledge, listening carefully, and uh, just being an overall uh, easy person to approach. Therefore, I was, um, you know, not feared in any way. I was not targeted by anybody in any way, which tends to happen in business environments. Um, people just saw me as, you know, that person who is doing what they're good at. You know, I made, I made sure that I was very good at my job. Otherwise, what's the point of being in that job if you're not, you know, trying to make yourself, you know, a master at it? And people came to me for that, and that's where I left it. I didn't go into any politics. I didn't really even go and this is like something that's uh, natural to me. It might sound weird to others, but I didn't even go into um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, social engagements, uh, you know, uh, being a social person, going out to like bowling night <laughs> after the day was done. I didn't do a lot of that. And one of the main reasons I didn't is because of the fact that I'm not a social person. I accept that about myself. I know that's, you know, who I am. Uh, but it didn't mean that I didn't value, you know, in the moment, uh, in, during the day, interactions with the people around me. I valued that very much. And even if I don't see them anymore, I still think about them very often. And I still value that time in my life and the memories that were around them. And, you know, I, I, I remember it with complete fondness. So for me, the, the, I know the quote doesn't, I'm not translating it in the best way. <laughs> and I'm sure you would read it in your life. Don't be all about business. And you would probably see a completely different thing. But that's fine. You know, that's what it means to me. And it will definitely or you know, most likely mean something different to you. All right, that's it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this uh, newly formatted episode. I will be back next week with just the one subject to uh, talk about like I normally do. Um, I never really put it out there, but if anybody wants to email me, you can do it through the website. Uh, just go to powerfullycalm.com. So that's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M. And go to the contact page, uh, shoot me a message, anything you want to communicate with me, tell me your stories, tell me if anything I've done has given you any type of value. I'd love to hear from you. But that's it. I'll talk to you next week.